So we probably went close to a mile off course into the black desert and, oh. and there's, and there's shooting ranges and stuff out there. And this is a Saturday night. <laughs> so there's guns going off and like you start seeing eyeballs in the. Welcome to the Gotta Run Racing Podcast with your hosts, Norman and Jody. Discover the inspiring stories of the average and not so average runners. And they're off. Hello, people. Hi. We are back. Where'd we go? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get down to business. Business. Pound first. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't say the butt. Pound butt first. There we go. <laughs> slash hashtag. Now we know why they say hashtag. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Pound <laughs> it just doesn't, doesn't sound right. Pound doesn't sound right. Okay. <laughs> What's going on in the world? Gotta run racing. Exciting times. We've got some swag appearing at our door this mm, week. Cool. And for those of you that are on YouTube, you get to see the bag. My, if, minus the green. Because it disappears <laughs> on the green screen. Uh, and if you're not, if you're listening and you want to see the bag, you can head over to Gotta Run Racing. On YouTube, yep. So this bag, it's a, it's like a knapsack bag, but it's got our logo for the race and... It's water resistant. Yeah, you can hear that. It's yeah. water resistant. You so put your shoes in there at the drop bag. It would make a really good drop bag for races. Or <clears> just <throat> carry your shoes home after the event because you're muddy and dirty. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That's one of your swag items for Rainbow. Rainbow, which happens in... First uh, weekend in August, in which August. is not the long weekend. <laughs> right. <laughs> cool. All right. And you can register at gotterunracing.com. Come. You got it. Who's on the podcast today, you ask? Well, we have Dean Johnson from Lethbridge, Alberta. One of the directors of Lost Soul. Lost Soul has been going around, going on, I should say. <laughs> Lost Soul has been going on for over 20 years. It's a 100 miler, 100K, 50K, and it's the only Canadian Western States 100K qualifier. Yes, so a lot of people are somehow losing their souls at lost soul. <laughs> we'll find out how. <laughs> and not only that, but he's a runner and a coach. Yes, yeah, so we got lots to talk to, to him about all that. Sure do. And without further ado, here's Dean Johnson coming up. Welcome to the podcast, Dean Johnson. Well, thanks for having me. It's uh, I've, I've listened to many of your podcasts, especially when you've been interviewing some uh, guests that have... Uh, friends of mine and people I know and people have come to our race. So it's, uh, I'm glad that I was introduced to you guys. Well, your, your race has certainly come up a lot in our chats with our <laughs> Western, uh, Western guests for sure. Our uh, Canadian <laughs> trail to Western States. A lot yeah. of people have done lost soul. And Theor yeah, theoretically it's an easy race, right? It's a prairie race. You only have to run hundred kilometers in 21 hours. And if you do the math, you could fast walk that. You know, and we only have two laps and 50K laps, and then there's 3,600 feet or 1,200 meters of elevation per lap. So it's pretty small, right? But man, the DNF rate, even in the 100K, is in the 25 or 25% range. That's wow. pretty good. Well, we're going to definitely get into all that. <laughs> <laughs> but first, but first, <laughs> hashtag. We'd like to actually start with your running history. So can you tell us how and when you got started running? 
so, you know, I was a typical Canadian kid playing hockey after you get out of school and stuff and adulthood and having fun playing soul pitch, all the kind of the speed sports, 40 hits and you start getting a little chunky and you look at yourself in the mirror and go, who is that? <laughs> and so uh, there was a, my sister's running group uh, just said, Hey, come on out. And I think I did in grade nine, I did the Lethbridge 10 mile road race back in the late seventies. And that was just grade nine. I didn't really run any distance stuff after that. So moved 30 some years later and uh, started running. I think it took me a couple of months to finish off that 10 miler that, you know, was my previous peak. And then the Lethbridge, uh, they actually started up their marathon. I think they might've had one back in the nineties, but in uh, 2006, I think was their first uh, uh, bringing back the marathon to Lethbridge. So I said, okay, I started this running thing. I might as well do a marathon, right? And uh, me and a friend, we suffered through it four and a half hours, I think. In uh, 2006, I think I just turned 41. So and then I, I probably ran mostly roads for about 10 years. And I go, now, why do I want, want to run trails? Because, you know, you're having to look at your feet all the time and stuff's going to hit you and stuff. And then <laughs> I started running trails and in Lethbridge. And so now I, I mostly run trails, but I still do some, some road stuff. And now I enjoy going to races and the events. Uh, I ran the Lost Soul back in 2011 suffered greatly. And then I don't know that year there, uh, a couple of the race directors were uh, looking at retiring and this, there were still two that were sticking around and they were looking for some people to jump in. So at first I said, no, I'm, I'm busy with other stuff. And then they bugged me a couple more times and I said, no, well, okay, maybe. And that was 10, 11, 12 years ago. So, and it's been fun. So that's kind of me and my running and, and now <laughs> race directing. Right. Cool. Of all the different distances that you did run, what is your favorite distance now? I think the, the, the half marathon in the, on the roadside is probably the most fun. Marathons are, are hard, right? They're just, they, they suck. And like, why would anybody do it? Um, on, that, on the roadside half marathons, you can kind of jump into them. And probably in the same thing on the, on the ultra side, the 50Ks are fun, right? It's a quote, a fun run. You know, they're somewhere between six and eight hours kind of thing. Not a big commitment and you don't have to, prep a lot if you've run, done a couple of them um, but right now I really enjoy like the 50 milers because you're still kind of trying to get done before sundown and it's a little bit it's more of an immersive experience yet. And so I have not done 100 mile yet um, my wife said I could do it with with my next wife when she's you know <laughs> said I'm not I'm not putting up with your garbage for that long in the training all that kind of stuff so no, I'm probably going to cap out here at the, the 100K mark. I've done the Black Canyon down here in the Phoenix Valley or just north of Phoenix once, messed it up. And so I'm planning on uh, signing up. So I think Monday or what Friday is the uh, sign up day. So I'm signing up on Friday for next year's 100K Black Canyon. Wow. Nice. I like the fact that you like the 50 mile because you want to be done by dinner, right? Is that the goal? Yes. Be done by dinner. You've got a nice steak waiting for you. You've got a beer waiting for you. <laughs> <laughs> and, a, and a great cheesecake. <laughs> exactly. Like it just, it's very civilized, right? Can you, you kind of run through the day? You're kind of done just after sundown, depending on how your day went and when time the sun goes down, you're really ready for a good, it doesn't have to be a good meal. It just has to be fat and all the bad <laughs> stuff. Just, you know, like a burger. I crave a burger after a, uh, and it can be a McDonald's burger. I don't care. It can be a gourmet burger. Just, just a burger or something that's something that has to have, kind of died for me and I you know I kind of take that whole 
thing in. So it's, it's kind of like, it's, it's fun. I think the, the 50 K is like the half of the road world because you can sign up for a half and maybe not do all of your training and still do it. Yeah. So the 50 K is kind of like that for the ultras, the 50 mile, you probably it's, you take it a little more seriously, like a marathon and you want to be a little bit more prepared, but mm. I definitely hear you on the, the reward thing. There's no guilt at the end of an ultra, whatever you eat or drink, no. there is no guilt associated with that no. meal. <laughs> You know, it's, just, it's just people running around in the woods looking for food tents, right? That's the, the definition <laughs> yeah. of an ultra. It's, and, and not to take anything away from people, you know, on their first event. So, so somebody uh, like I, I coach as well. And so some athletes, they're aspiring to do a half marathon, their first half marathon. So I don't want to say that it's nothing, you know, it's just know. a half marathon. Of course. But, but once they've done it, it's like the half marathon and the 50Ks are the gateway drugs, Yes. to the running addiction. So people will do the half marathon and, and they might, you know, not have a good day, you know, maybe they, they're two and a half hours or something. So they come back. Yeah. I want to break that two hour mark. And then once they break the two hour mark, then they start thinking about the, the marathon. Cause you know, they got these other people that do this marathon and probably are thinking that four and a half hour mark is kind of that sort of entry level kind of point or five hours. Other people could walk it. And then on the 50 K side too, it's a little scarier because you're kind of usually out in the bush in the wilderness and you step off the road, you're, you enter the food chain <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> in, you know, Alberta, we have to deal with coyotes and bears. Whereas in, uh, in the mountains here, we have to deal with just rattlesnakes, uh, probably the killer bees and <laughs> the, the, the fauna, the flora here is nasty, right? It, there's everything's got little hooks on it and barbs. Yes. And so I've, I've come out it with, some needles sticking out of my legs or uh, scrape, scrape, scratch marks, like from, it's like a, you had a fight with a cat kind of thing. Cause if you get a little those, too close to the bushes. Those, those ones in Arizona, the jumping Choya, is that how yeah. you pronounce it? The, yeah. Yeah. Norm's had a good experience with them. Well, when Jody did Havelina, it's the beginning of her video on our YouTube channel. If you take a look, I get attacked by one of these Choyas. <laughs> And then my fingers are full of blood. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> I, I'll have to go back and see that. I, I've seen some of the other uh, intros, but I haven't, I haven't seen that one yet. And <laughs> they are nasty. And you see people that have them embedded. And if you get like 10 of those quills into you, it's, it's well, tough. Like <laughs> what, what happened to me, it got in between my legs and I started running with it like this. Oh, yes. That is exactly the face, I have, the face expression I had. And then, well, you'll take a look at the video. You'll see <laughs> my pain. <laughs> Let's uh, talk about Black Canyon, the race that you did overall. How did you yeah. do and how was it going to the start line? Were you prepared for this race? Yeah. So that was uh, a couple of years ago now, just before the, the crap storm of COVID hit. Um, I thought I was well-trained and never, everybody goes into it. Well, I'm just, I found one of my uh, blind spots was I get wrapped up maybe chatting with people and I kind of get off my own plan. So this is back uh, 2019. Yeah. It was just, just prior to the pandemic. We were down here and uh, that was February of 2020. 2020. So the race is about to start and uh, you know, you're kind of getting all pumped up and getting out there. And I find that I get uh, maybe too social and I end up chatting with people and I'm probably starting to run their pace. And so this uh, friend of mine, more of acquaintance friend, I knew him from our own race and I know he's way faster. And so I said, well, I'm, I'm just going to go out at this quote, easy pace, right? And when you start an especially a 100K, 
if you're going easy, well, you should still back off a bit. So I probably ran a little bit too fast for those first 10 miles. And that ended up catching up with me. And so I left him and beautiful day. Um, I trained for the heat. And so I, I can't stay completely covered. So I wear a big brimmed hat, arm sleeves and everything. And, and I can pretty much handle it. So I think it got to like 26 degrees that day, which you think, mm. well, it's not that hot. But out here in the desert, it's full sun, there's no shade. And that, that you know, it reflects off the, the rocks and the sand. Cruising along, not bad, not bad. And it was good until probably the night hit. And I, I ended up catching up. And this is probably, I tell my clients and tell other runners, going, just be very careful that you're paying attention to the, where the flags and stuff are. Mm. And I think I caught up to this person. It was just dark, just after the Black Canyon Aid Station. So just after the uh, 60 mile mark or whatever, so, uh, sorry, 60K mark. I think I just kind of caught up with her. So, oh, hi, how you doing? And I think there was a turn right there. Both of us blew through the turn. Uh-huh. So we ended up heading out. It was still on this kind of road, right? And then you get off this little real rough road and you take the side trail and off you go. So we're, you know, chatting away and she's from Tucson area and, you know, whatever. And we're going and it's just, it's, you know, we don't see anybody. Haven't seen a flag for a little bit. You know, it's probably been maybe 800 meters a kilometer. And I'd kind of went a little farther ahead and I'm just, man, I haven't seen anybody for a while. So I kind of stopped. I look back and I yell back to the lady and I said, Hey, have you seen a flag? And she goes, no. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so we probably went close to a mile off course into the black desert and, oh. and there's, and there's shooting ranges and stuff out there. And this is a Saturday night. <laughs> so there's guns going off and like you start seeing eyeballs in the, in the, so we, oh, we started geez. booking it back. We get back. And then I think the two trails were kind of parallel to each other. And I could see the people over there. I'm looking on my watch and I got a rough idea where I should be. And I didn't know where they're going to join. So I just kind of cut through the, <laughs> the brush, which is never a good idea. This is probably at the 80K mark or something. And so I got a, a, a needle right into the little baby toe. I just kind of jammed in there and I couldn't kind of get it. But it was just those nagging things. You get that late in the race. I said, I can't bend down and untie my shoes because I'm going to cramp up and I'm not going to get up. You're kind of just running with this little thing poking in your toe, right? All your other pains go away. So I ended up getting back on course and I ended up uh, just under 16 hours. I was thinking everybody goes into, oh, I should be like 14 and a half hours or something. I'm looking, you know, you always check the entrance list and there's a couple of people I know. And I said, oh, I could probably do that. But because I kind of screwed up on the, on the first half of the race running a little too fast, getting caught up. And then that little detour off going off into the bush. Cause I think we ended up turning a corner and we go, Oh, we can see the A station. And cause we kind of did a loop around and, and I'm looking going, uh, that's not the next aid station. That's the one that we just left. And so oh. we had been on the trail oh, for geez. probably 45 minutes already. So we, we knew that we had to get back off. So just one of those experiential things that <laughs> until you do it, that's when learning really happened from the coaching side of it. So I took some, what I learned from that last debacle there. And I said, okay, I made up a little race card. Before I get to an aid station, I kind of have all my notes, kind of, you know, what I have to do, what I should be focusing on, what I should Mm -hmm. have eaten and drank, what I need to be taking from there. It's always a learning process. And I don't think we'll ever get it right, even as a coach or, you know, a race director, we keep messing things up. And just that race was probably one of my more successful ones, um, just because I kind of followed the plan. Well, that's what I like the fact that you said, to stay focused because if by doing a road race, let's say a marathon, you pretty much know about five, 10 minutes what you're going to do. But in an ultra running, <laughs> any ultra running in the world, it's different, completely different. Desert run to sky running, and you could get lost easy. 
you gotta stay focused. You gotta stay focused. <laughs> if you're picking up what we're laying down, listen up. After two years of virtual, our Rainbow Trail Run is going live for the first time. The trails at Earl Rowe Provincial Park in Allison have been a well-kept secret until now. We've crafted a scenic 12K loop featuring mostly double-track trail that will show off all of the best views this park has to offer. Join us August 6th and 7th for one, two, four, eight, or 14 loops. We'll leave the math up to you. Registration is now open. For more info, go to gotterunracing.com. Now, if Jody and Norm were a celebrity couple, would their name be Jorman or Nody? Anyways, back to the show. And even just, and so one of the, the points was kind of just circling around going, okay, you do all the four things, internal, external, and then uh, wide and narrow. What things do you have to look for? Okay, I got to be looking for flags all the time, but then I got to be thinking about my nutrition and hydration because you'll end up chatting with somebody, an hour goes by and you go, oh, heck, I have not had a drink. Gotcha. Yeah. I haven't eaten any of my, my 200 calories. Now I'm, I'm jamming down 200 calories and I'm, I'm off and, oh my God, my raise is going to blow up and... And that's kind of the, the, the part that's enjoyable about race directing. And I only help race direct one race. And we're all just volunteers. So there's, it started off uh, 20 years ago, uh, 2000. And they, it's a group of guys, uh, they took, kind of took the template from the Bighorn in Wyoming, Bighorn mm. uh, Ultra in Wyoming. We have some of the oldest awards available to man. Our awards are somewhere around 400 million years old. So the river, the river rocks, right? They've been cooking and, and, and stuff out there for 400 million years. Um, as a finisher, we have these etched rocks. We actually, they're sandblasted. It's not just painted. Our, we've got a, a guy, uh, one of the original race directors, he was the original guy doing it. So many people wanted to run race, but we were just limited by, by the, the, the rock. We kind of switched it over. We said, okay, we're going to just give you a, a finisher rock. And if you want to get it customized, you can get it customized after it. But then we would pre-do all the rocks. So now we we can handle 320 runners between 100 mile, 100K, and 50K. And so we start Friday. Friday's 100 mile and 100K. The 100Ks finish the 50K start on Saturday. Mm. Our course, it's a lot of single tracks. So it's not easy to pass. We just found, I think we went up to 350 one year because so many people were wanting them. And it was just, we could feel that extra 30 people on the course sure. and in the aid stations. And because it's in that bell curve, eh? those people in the middle, they kind of keep all moving together. We kind of settled on 320 total is our max. And we usually sell out the first day. Um, uh, this year, because of the, the pandemic this past year, um, we said, you know, you had to be vaccinated, which took out, you know, 20% of the people aren't vaccinated. It kind of, you know, our, we, it took us a couple of days to fill up, but we still filled up. It's kind of a homey race where, Elites don't come to it. Uh, it's more. It's more of a homecoming. What's the history behind the name? Uh, the Lost Soul. Uh, Ron Bain. Uh, he started the uh, the running store in Lethbridge, Runner Soul. He was one of the originators of this race, and so and then they he also did the the marathon. It was called Music for the Soul. The Soul emphasis kind of came through, but also when you're out there on this course, you're you're alone, right? Pretty much every race, and because it's it's a large loop, it's a 50k loop, and the coolies. And there's very, other than the aid stations, you'll, so it's kind of like a two figure eights stacked. There's a, a south loop and in between another aid station and then a, then a north loop. And then you kind of come back. And so you bounce back and forth. So you'll see people at the aid station, but the course doesn't really mingle too much. When you're out there, it, you're kind of 
on your own. And that's part of the experience. And people, they kind of like that. Being alone, if you want to be with somebody, well, you just wait for a runner to come along and you, and you run along with it. Uh, the 100 milers can have a pacer. The 100Ks can't. Uh, we were just finding there's too many people on the course because the 100K is a Western States qualifier. Right. And uh, it's been for a long time. It's, quote, an easy one. And so we have uh, probably usually a dozen Americans will, will fly in for it. Okay. And we get them, we'll get, some people come in from like Wisconsin and stuff for a couple of years. And then we'll get a few Californians every year, a few Oregon, probably three or four from Montana. Just and because you're only it's a, a couple hours from the border. So that makes it one, Yeah, one hour to... drive. Yeah, one hour yeah. drive from the U.S. border, uh, Great Falls. So people can fly into Great Falls, Montana, or even Whitefish, and then rent a car and drive in or fly out of Calgary and stuff. It's pretty easy now. One of the features is the host hotel. Our start finish line is in their back parking lot. <laughs> now that's probably, that probably influences the DNF rate because you do a lap, <laughs> right? You come back and it's now heat of the day. It's hot. My hotel room is right. Like <laughs> literally it's a hundred meters away. I can actually go and have a shower at a bed. People actually will go in sometimes at the hundred milers. If they're moving quick enough, they'll go in and have a shower and a, <laughs> and a quick nap and then come back out and race. We're within the, the city limits for the most of it. Yeah. Easy access for uh, driving to the next aid station is like five minutes. It's for the crews. They love it because you're not driving through country roads trying to find comes. It's, it's very crew friendly. Our aid stations have lots of room for the crews and stuff. So it's, it's a f- more of a fun race. And, and we try and we try, we try and keep that aspect that it's more of an event. That's the kind of stuff that, uh, that we kind of do because we're a small race. We've got a, a group of four race directors that are, that are working really hard. So that's where the lost soul came from in gotcha. the Navy. Now you mentioned the pandemic and obviously we all had to pivot uh, through the pandemic, but what do you think are a few positives that have come out of the pandemic in terms of things you've changed in the event? Cause we can think of a couple, but we want to hear what you have to say. Probably one of the things is uh, probably just the hygiene in the aid stations. Right? <laughs> so now one. all the food. Number one. <laughs> so now all the food, we try and keep lids on it. Nobody's, you know, runners aren't putting their hands in the things. And, and so we actually use, uh, came up with this idea. We just take uh, coffee filters and we use that as the, 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 the dish, right? Because you can have 500 coffee filters and the garbage ends up being only being this much. Yeah. And so we put stuff in the coffee filters and we have eight station volunteers. Now we keep the, we just buy those uh, clear shoebox things from Home Depot. And so everything's in there with a lid on it. They can see it, but they're not sticking their hands. And that part has helped. Um, some of the races, ours aren't a big deal with the ways because we don't have a ton of runners in each of the events. But uh, I think some of the bigger races, they, they're doing the waves now, which really kind of creates a little bit of breathing space in, on the trails. Um, like Black Canyons is an example. That part. And then uh, the other uh, benefit down here, some of the races, they split their distances off. Like uh, Black Canyon, now they do their 100K Saturday, 60K Sunday. Mm. And so that just took a lot more pressure off the course. Uh, the 60 Kers get their their own day, right? It's not like they're yeah. an afterthought. So that's just, as race directors, though. Then you're out you're out there for another day. Yeah, and you need more volunteers, and then it doesn't have the same atmosphere. I'm not a fan of that. I've noticed <laughs> that a few races have done that, and we've even talked about because of um, numbers and permitting, we could split our race one yeah. of our races over the course of two days, and it's like. 
That's just double. It feels it's, like double the it's work. Double work. Yeah. It's double <laughs> it work. is tough. And, and with our, our lost soul race. So we do, we do the, the 50 K Saturday and the hundred K hundred milers start Sunday. And yeah, it, it, it makes for a long weekend, but I, I can't imagine having all of those runners happening at the same time. It would kind of take away from the, the atmosphere we're looking for the, the lost soul atmosphere of this is more of a personal endeavor mm-hmm. and you find your space out there. And yeah, at the end of the weekend, we have a volunteer fatigue. I completely agree with you that the two days is really rough on the race directors. At least we're, we've learned that we, no race director is allowed to stay up all night. And so we force them to, and no volunteer can stay up all night. We kind of limit the number of volunteer shifts a, a volunteer can have because right. when you're awake that long, you don't make good decisions and you're not at your best. And so I, right. Your temper can be short. We're not talking Will Smith short, but some days, <laughs> right? <laughs> and some you can't help you can't help the runners who are definitely fatigued going through yeah. the night and, yeah. and not making the best decisions. That's wise for sure. What's your favorite part of the race, being a race director? What's your favorite part? For me personally, I just enjoy setting up the course <laughs> two or you know, three days I, before. <laughs> um, that part. I guess I'm, I'm kind of a nitpicky. I like, I like uh, designing things. I like going to races at Havelina. I uh, volunteer every year. I usually do two, three, four shifts at different areas. Right. And just to kind of get some ideas. And one was um, it's better if it have an aid station, if, if runners come in and go out the exact same way. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas a lot of times we'll have the runners come through and they get lost. They don't know where to leave, especially if it, there's, there's a North and a South yeah. And so then you got this stuff going on and it's kind of comical because we, we'd be at the aid station because we set it, you know, we make a little tweak one year and, and we see the runners come through and they're, they're running in circle. Like literally they're running in a circle. Where do I leave? Where, and they'll start getting and the uh, volunteer race after. No, 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 no. You got to come this way. So we're standing back as a race directors trying to, you know, and we're just, it's comical. It's entertaining. And, you know, it's one of those challenges. Really the part is just, probably just the, the chatting with the runners. And so I love hanging out at the aid station. I see people that I haven't seen for a year and we have a little quick little chat, you know, help them out. Or there's a few people that, you know, you know, they're having a really low point and you kind of talk them through it and, you know, it, they don't have a bone sticking out or anything. I tell them just, okay, let's just walk together and let's get out of the aid station. I said, you run for 10 minutes and if you don't like it, come back and we'll get your ride back in. <laughs> we never see we never see them exactly. you know they yeah. keep they just keep going you, you get to see those stories you get to experience the humanity at a race yeah. um you know i think i think it's the just the connection with the, the people is my favorite part of the race i cool. think um every runner at some point in time should volunteer because it's so easy to judge what's going on in an event without knowing what happens behind the scenes and as race directors we know that we're doing a lot behind the scenes before race day and then 50 volunteers show up and we kind of hand it off to them on race day in the hopes that everything goes well. And as a volunteer, when you see, look at all the organization that's happened to get to this point. I think you appreciate that so much more as a runner. And then it makes you appreciate the entire process, which I think a lot of people, we always seem to get the same people volunteering yeah. all the time. And I would love to just say, hey, if you vol, I think we're going to implement something where if you volunteer, you're going to get credits to put towards next year's events. And then I think we'll see more people who maybe wouldn't volunteer normally 
come in and do that. But uh, you mentioned that you've done a lot of races in the States trying to pick up pointers without naming names. Can you, can you think of a, an experience you had that, that you didn't go well, that you thought, let's hope this never happens at LSU. (laughs) Or you're Um, not doing that. (laughs) Yeah. Things I've learned. Um, so I've been on the, the safety patrol. So we usually pack up extra water and some flagging stuff. And we head out at 10 AM and usually backwards on the course on the, on the Saturday morning, these runners become liabilities in that they're going to suck a lot of resources. If they go down Mm. partway on the course, we've had to, you know, the one year I only made it two miles and we spent almost the whole day. Cause some guy, um, cratered in the hundred K he cratered about two miles from the, the first lap. We ended up having to call the, you know, the medics. We had to carry him out and they, they have a, like a stretcher, but it's like a bag. Like, so you're, mm. so we had to call, carry him about half a mile. Mm. <laughs> like, so, and it was the unfun part. Some of the things I learned there is just make sure that the runners are prepared. And even at the aid station, like in, at Lost Soul, we have one that is notorious that it's not notorious because they think it's a hard leg. They think it's an easy leg, but the sun comes out and they, they crater in the, the last coulee before they get to the aid station. And we end up having to call paramedics in or trying to prevent those problems will save you guys and us a whole lot of work. You don't want a runner going down no. out on the course, especially like they're dehydrated, dizzy, fainting. Um, parking. Um, I'm not sure if you guys, parking is probably your biggest concern because if people do not have easy parking and you can expect that they're going to show up 15 minutes before the race, expect a parking stall and they can still make it to the start line. If you don't do that, it's just a crap storm. Just some of the things that I learned volunteering at some of these other races, um, has really helped. And I would say that a lot of our first time ultra runners, I tell them, you know, if they're talking to me us about running and yeah, this is kind of cool. I said, come and volunteer one year. And then all of a sudden they're hooked. They're going, I got to do this because they get to see the humanity. The aid stations, you'll see people come through because they come through both going both ways. So they see them early and then they see them later. And they'll go, well, oh, that's fun. And then what is that? Like, it's like, <laughs> exactly. you know, I'm not sure if I want to do that, that way, <laughs> but I think it's, you know, it's exciting. And you get to see people at their best and worst. And mm-hmm. one of the icky things that's coming up is um, our race is still going to require um, vaccinations. As a group, we said, yes, we said, we don't know what the world's going to look like mm-hmm. in next year um, in 2020, you know, September, 2022, where we're saying that vaccinations are, are a requirement because a number of our vo- medical volunteers are coming out of the hospital. We have ER nurses, doctors, uh, ICU nurses and doctors that come and volunteer on our course. Um, there's a lot of races that you don't have to be vaccinated. We're just saying that we're doing it. And we don't know what other restrictions are going to be required. Come, you know, we're, we'd be in the eighth wave by then, right? Yeah. But, but some, most races are going to be struggling with that aspect of how, what's our pandemic plan? Are we going to require racers to, if you're in the height of another wave, do you have to take a rapid test? Uh, that's some of the things that we're kind of dealing with it down here in the States. They've been mask free, vaccination free, uh, pretty much the whole time. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's, it's interesting because there, there's, you still see runners out there wearing a mask during mm. the race. Uh, you'll see maybe a third of them wearing them in the corral to start with. I don't know. What, what do you think is going to be sticking in your races for sort of pandemic learnings going forward? Hey guys, if you like what you're hearing so far, then check this out. New for 2022, the Lost Treasure Trail Race. 
calling all trail runners to our brand new event coming to Mansfield, Ontario this May 14th. The Lost Treasure Trail Race features both the 5 and 10K on the beautiful trails at the Mansfield Outdoor Center. As the story goes, the American outlaw Jesse James buried a barrel full of gold coins stolen from a train on his relative's property somewhere in the hills of Malmer. You'll earn your very own coin medal when you cross the finish line. Registration is now open. For more info, go to gotterunracing.com. Now back to Jody and Norm. Hygiene for sure. Um, we have more sanitizer stations. We were doing the individual. We were using muffin cups, actually. I like the coffee filter idea because I think they're more recyclable than the, the muffin because the muffin ones are lined with mm. like oh, a, waxy. a waxy thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we did do waves. We've only actually had one race because that went off last year. Yeah. And yeah. it was a five and a 10 K. So we did waves. But other than that, but now this year you you do not have to be in Ontario uh, through Athletics Ontario. You, yeah. you don't. It just got lifted that you don't have to show proof of vaccination. But who knows? Like you said, who knows what September is going to look like? Yeah, it could be the opposite again. So who yeah, knows? We but know. we have five races throughout the year. So our first one is actually in two months. Right. Which will that's our test to see what's going on. <laughs> and we've always wanted to do a washing machine style event like Havelina yeah. used to be. So hopefully at some point in time, because mm. I know they, they um, did not do washing machine style for 21 because they were trying to minimize yeah, that the cross crossing, crossing each over. other. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Play by ear. We'll do whatever we need to do to make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the washing machine style, I know I was talking with some other runners around here and asking if, if they're going to continue with just the, the one way only. And a friend of mine, she was running at Havelina and I, I, she actually did really well. She was like the ninth woman or something, but she said it was, she was by herself the whole day. The it, big, has, it has pros and cons. Well, the big controversy for people that were for getting rid of the, the washing machine, because I still follow them on Facebook was the headlamp thing. And I was yeah. like, really? You're going to complain about being blinded by headlamps? I, I don't see the, how that's such a big issue. I think it's so much more fun to have. You're getting the, the leaders of the race passing you. Get, you, you get to see the leaders. You get to see your friend your every friends. four hours. I don't it's, know. It's amazing. That was a huge, huge yeah. bonus to that event. But, anyway. you know, I, obviously there's pros and cons to each for sure. Yeah. let's. I want to move on to Lost Soul again, that it's a, Western States qualifier. I was wondering, how did that come about? How did you get Western States to be qualified? Well, I think because it's been around for so long. Um, it was it, it was a qualifier before I came on. Me and uh, so three of the other, four of the other uh, race directors, we've only been there for the past, since 20, 2012 was our first race, just over 10 years. And uh, they had it before that. And I think because... Uh, one of our race directors, uh, Dave Watson, I think he got in touch back when it was probably easier to get a Western, be a Western mm. States qualifying race before it wasn't a big deal, right? I think is a qualifier and you probably had a 50% chance of getting in back in, you know, the, the early days. So that might've been like two early 2000s. Mm. Um, so I don't know the history of that exactly, but mm. um, it's maintained it. It was, it was weird because it used to be you had to finish, and I think it was 16 hours. 
and which which was tough, right, uh, on our course. And then they they uh, they, I don't know if they relaxed some of the rules, and maybe it was because of our DNF rate, because they, they used a formula. Mm. And then they they told us no, it's twenty one hours. Uh, oh. You can have twenty one. I'm going. Oh, I, I don't really want that. <laughs> so we we were, and it used to be we used to let the hundred k people run the same duration of time as the hundred milers. Mm. And so we got people running. They do a lap, go sleep for eight hours, oh. and come back and race. It was kind of messing up our. We said no, no. Now it's going to be twenty one hours. Uh, the hundred k runners finish at. 6 a.m. on Saturday morning and the and the 50k start at 7 a.m. So we have an hour in between mm. just to kind of separate the races, easier for timing and just kind of structurally making that that work well. But uh, yeah, and it's a draw for a number of people. And although with the fires that have been happening in the last four years, all of a sudden we'll get phone calls like the week of the race because some of these races get canceled like pine to palm and some other ones mm. and these these races are now looking for a race to qualify in i think we were able to open up like an extra 10 spots knowing that these people are probably pretty fast and we, right. we kind of let, let them get injured because they were they were under the gun because they only have until whatever it is late november early december to, to qualify and because of our september race there's not a, a lot happening after that point is there any way that it's going to be eventually a golden ticket race I, I would say no. Um, I, and we, we had had a discussion about, you know, do, should we have prize money out there? And I go, mm -hmm. personally, I don't even know if I want to be, I, I don't want to be a race director if we're now putting prize money out there. Because mm -hmm. now that brings a whole level of administration you're going to have to do. And there's going to be people cutting courses and all. I said, no, I'm, I'm not into the prizes. Although the, the, the winners get some pretty cool prizes. We have a lady that does rock art. And so it's a frame picture. And she year round, she finds pebbles and then she makes little figurines and, and landscapes out of these pebbles. Mm. And if you win uh, the, the male and female of the three distances, you get this. And so they're probably worth, I don't know, if you're buying on the road, a hundred bucks a piece, but they're just beautiful pieces of art. And they kind of look like our coolies. Well, lastly, let's talk about you as a coach. How, how long have you been coaching and how did you get into that? Um, so I've been coaching formally for uh, 10 years now. Um, kind of just as I was kind of retiring, uh, I kind of got into coaching. Before that, I coached uh, youth football and uh, adaptive skiing and mm -hmm. for like 20, 25 years. So I've, I've kind of coached since I've been 22 years old. And then I just kind of got into this, I guess, because people started asking me and I was just more of a student of the trying to figure out how to training plans and stuff. And then people would ask me. So I, I kind of formulated into a, into a small business and it's kind of my, my side gig and I could probably only handle about 15 full-time uh, coached athletes. It's about my max. Cause I, more than that, I start getting confused. You know, people start <laughs> looking the same and, you know, 15, 12 to 15 is kind of comfort level. And then I get a whole bunch of people that I, I kind of coach towards independence. Um, it's a terrible business model, but, um, <laughs> but I, I kind of say, you know, I'm going to teach you some stuff. And at some point, you, you won't need me anymore because then you'll leave and then somebody else will come in. I, a lot of those people, they just get training plans from me because I know them. And so they said, Dean, I'm, I'm planning this race. Just tell me what to do for the next three months. Probably have at any one time, 20 to 30 people in, in training plans that I don't, I don't monitor them. I just kind of give them a training plan. And then, you know, I usually see them out in the trails. Um, and then I get uh, probably a half and half. A lot of the, the my, my clients are both roadrunners in the winter. 
and they'll, they'll run a spring race and then they're trail runners in the, in the fall. Hmm. That's kind of how I work. Um, I, I find pretty good success. I'm not a, a hard ass coach. I, I don't push. In fact, I probably pull people back more than I push them. Uh, most of them are, are type A personalities. They, they run hard. They're usually injured. And so my goal is to keep them uninjured because injured runners are terrible for business. And so <laughs> they're not paying customers anymore. So I, I keep them healthy and I usually have a pretty good success rate with, especially lost soul. I usually end up having quite a few athletes running lost soul. Like sometimes 15% of the runners are, nice. are my products. So, wow. so that's why, that's why I kind of like watching the race. My goal on the race weekend is to, to be, have everything organized. So I don't have to do anything. So yeah, the, the coaching stuff is more of a passion. Some of your athletes must be trying to get into Western States. Is that? Yeah. Uh, trying to get into Western States, hard rock. Um, I got a couple of athletes that, you know, getting into Western States is easy. I got, I actually had my first one running Western States this year. And so. Who can that she, oh, I wonder who that is. <laughs> have you talked to Chelsea yet? Yeah. yeah we talked <laughs> to Chelsea two days ago. Seriously. And the funny thing is you'll have to thank her because we asked her for some dirt and she didn't, she didn't on you you, and she didn't give us anything. (laughs) (laughs) I'm writing her training plan and I can put those nasty workouts in. Right (laughs) There you go. I think that was (laughs) self-preservation. And, 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 and people like Chelsea. So some, some athletes, they just outsource their running to me. They, they don't want their, she's busy. She's an OBGYN. She's doing, she's she got no time for anything. She's Dean, here's what I want to do. Here's when I can't run. Just put it in the calendar and whatever I put in there, she just pretty much does unless some other stuff. So I, I know when she's on call, when she's going to her mom's place, that kind of stuff. Um, I, I'm just kind of a, an outsourced employee of hers. And we've been doing that for oh, four or five years now, I think. Oh, At least, been... at least according to her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you've had much success because we chatted about with her about hurt. 100 yes. and, and some other ones that she's done. And winning Lost Soul Outright. And winning Lost Soul Outright. But that must have made you very proud that day. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't have to do any of the running, so I get the easy part. But I think on that day that she ran, she uh, she killed the Lost Soul course. I, I kind of put her on a, a more conservative plan. And I think because she she kind of behaved for the first lap, wasn't too much faster. I said, you know, I think I remember I said, no, nothing under 10 hours in the first lap kind of thing. And I think she was close, but then she started running. But her last lap, she was flying like she was there was 50k runners that couldn't keep up with her on her last her last 12k and and there's Mm. three nasty hills in there and stuff yeah i was kind of pretty confident she could do well in that one hurt scared me the most Mm -hmm. um like i'm going i you know everything i read about her saw i go chelsea sure you want to do this and i said you know that's what i asked her (laughs) i asked her why you're doing this She goes, and, and, it's Hawaii. Yeah. I got, there's so many much nicer things to do in Hawaii. And I, I was kind of worried the whole, that whole day that she was out there running. Oh. Sure. But she's, now, she's such a great person. When you did Black Canyon, you obviously got a ticket to Western, but you, you didn't put your name in the hat, did you? I, I didn't. Uh, no. I, I like my wife. I, I can't afford a second wife. The, the one wife is, is fantastic. <laughs> you know, I, don't, I don't want that change. I'm too old for that kind of a change. I don't want to be having to deal with that stuff so well you should come to western with us this year it's yeah, gonna be a camp. blast there's gonna be so <sighs> many canadians running yeah the western seas training camp fantastic yeah. um i highly recommend it and i i will probably i might go back to that again uh, just because it was so much fun 
Yeah. 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 Cool. Well, that's that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we touched on all bases. This is awesome. And where can people find you for your coaching, uh, Dean? Um, I'm uh, RunDeanRun.ca. I took that from that the best running movie ever, Run Fat Boy Run, that English <laughs> movie with Simon Pegg. Yeah. I, I think I got into it just after watching that movie. And so I, I called my website RunDeanRun.ca and I'm just RunDean at gmail.com and RunDean on Twitter. And I think I got RunDean for most of the stuff. Nice. Very cool. Well, we like to end our podcast with a little rapid fire. You know, you know about that. You know about it. I knew. You know it's coming. <laughs> I didn't prep though. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. <laughs> Butter tarts with or without raisins? Uh, chocolate preferred. If I had to, without raisins. <sighs> Oh, you're making good friends here with Norm. You are now, you are now my new best friend. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite carb? Favorite carb is probably either chocolate or salt vinegar chips. Mm. Both of, those are those are my two those are my two go to foods on the trail. Can you find salt and vinegar chips in the states now? Oh yeah, oh, oh they yeah. have them. Okay, they don't have ketchup down here. No, that's the one right. that people look for. <laughs> their loss <laughs> what what's another sport you'd like to excel in uh probably golf I golf with my buddies in the in the summertime and you know maybe not the time i just need to be able to outdrive them that's okay. a frustrating sport <laughs> what's your worst habit oh um reading an article you know on the web and then clicking all the links and then my browser is filled up with like <laughs> five or 10 more, 20 more links that now I've got to sit down and my browser has like 80 open links. And I, now I got to sit down and read through them. Cause you know, you read one article and that spins off to five others. So that's, uh, that's a wormhole. I can't get out of. <laughs> that's uh Norman his having a bunch of apps open on his phone. Oh, uh, drives me bananas. Just flipping it off. <laughs> Have you run at your bucket list race yet? Um, wow. Boston was the, the big one. It took me like three or four years to, to qualify for it and getting there. What about stage races? I like Stage races like the Trans Rocky? Uh, me, I don't know. If I, yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, I agree with you. The Trans Rockies, I was watching that and I go, that would be cool because they, you just go as you run have a beer and meal. They That's have right. the tents there for you. Okay. I'd probably do the trans Rockies, but I'm, yeah. I'm a little, maybe a little too cheap. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Wow. So when are you guys coming to lost soul? Well, <laughs> well, if, if it wasn't the Western year, I and, uh, and it's on our Island Lake classic weekend. Yeah. So. We, we have a race oh. in the same weekend. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. So, okay. We'll never so when see we it. retire from race directing, <laughs> okay. we'll be out there. Or you have to change the weekend because of permits or something. So yeah, we, and you're right. We're we're on a, a weekend that there's a bunch of big U.S. races happening that same weekend, like uh, Wasatch and I don't know yeah, a bunch yeah, of others. Yeah, yeah. So it's the but weekend what, following the long weekend. It's always busy. But what, hey, if you're ever in Ontario, perhaps you could line up with one of our events. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, my sister-in-law, she's there right now. I'm not sure if we're going back. She's moving back to Lethbridge. Uh, next summer. So well, we'll see. If, we'll see. If we, <laughs> where, where physically are you guys located? An hour north of Toronto. Toronto. You got to get okay. to Toronto. Yeah. yeah. Then 
So it'd be a bit of a drive, but you know, <laughs> maybe we'll bump into you. Well, if you guys come down to any of the the races down here, I'm usually helping out or running them. If you guys come back to Havelina or Black Canyon. Cool. Awesome. Well, thanks again. This thanks for joining great. us. Yeah. Thanks for, well, thanks for having me. Yeah, for sure. And we'll be cheering on your gal at Western. Norm, yeah, Norm's yeah. going to the camp. I'm too, going to the so. camp and, and hope to run with her for about two minutes at Western State. <laughs> <laughs> she is fast, fast, fast. All right. All right. Well, thanks, thanks again. Thanks, Jody. Yep. And, and uh, please, please share this to all of your Lost Soul followers once we I put will. it out there. Are you the one who started your Instagram account finally? Yes. Yeah, it's us. We're the one follower. It's no. us. <laughs> you got to start some social media stuff. <laughs> we're we're kind of lazy. We're going to get some young, you know, some younger punks because like most of us race directors, like I'm at 57, Mark, Pat are in their 60s. And yeah, we're just some old guys. We got to get some, some young, youngins. You do. Uh, that uh, are really into it. So I'll start uh, moving our, most of our pictures over to that. And, I, and I'll, I'll use this Friday as uh, one of the platforms to, to tell people to, to get over there onto the Instagram side. So maybe we'll push more of our picture stuff there. Cool. Uh, Cause a lot of people tell stories and stuff about their race. And that I usually spend a couple of weeks after the race, just reading people's experiences. And then you, yeah. you kind of get all jacked up about and teary eyed and stuff about the next year yeah. and why people do it. And, yeah. After you're tired, you go, okay, it was actually worth it. And then, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know that. As we're cleaning up all that crap after. <laughs> yeah. Yep. All right. Awesome. Okay. All right. Anyways, Take care. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Ciao. Cheers. Bye. Well, doesn't that make you want to do Lost Soul Ultra now? <laughs> yes. Jeez. <laughs> Sounds like a lot of fun. Sounds like a fun, lot of fun. Uh, it's a great history of Canada. It's been around for such a long time. And it's never ending running in the coolies. You're going up, you're going down, you're going up, you're going down. Yeah. Just, so you got to really train. De deceivingly hard. Yeah, you got to really train for this thing. By the end, you get across the finish line, you get yourself a Western States uh, ticket. So I say, hey, why not? <laughs> <laughs> Let's do this thing. Absolutely. And uh, he's uh, quite the runner himself. The guy goes and does Black Canyon, and now he's getting his uh, feet wet into the longer distance of trail running mm -hmm. so. <laughs> yeah he's done a lot of shorter distance trails as well which we we didn't get into because we didn't have the time but he does have quite an extensive running career yeah you can check him out at rundeanrun.ca cool we'd like to thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed our show if you liked it please share it on your social feeds and we'd love to hear your feedback so drop us a comment give us a like ring that bell it does help us out and if you know someone who'd make a great guest, let us know. We're always looking for interesting runners to chat with. If you'd like to check out the condensed version of our chat with Dean, which includes video footage and photos from his adventures, check out our Gotta Run Racing YouTube channel. Till next time. Cheers. Ooh, that was quite the marathon. Thanks for listening to the Gotta Run Racing podcast with your hosts, Norman and Jody. Please visit us at gotterunracing.com for more information on our events or simply drop us an email at gotterunracing at gmail.com. And be sure to check out our YouTube channel to stream the video version of this episode. Oh, and if you like my voice, check me out at tylerherchuk.ca. T-Y-L-E-R-H-Y-R-C-H-U-K. Gotta run!